Hello, Maverick fans. Welcome to another edition of the Mav Podcast. I am John. I am here with Bridget. We are here to talk UNO hockey. I want to mention up front that uh, Jason has not been on the podcast the past couple of weeks because he has been uh, traveling. Uh, his daughter, Lexi, uh, plays youth hockey on a team out of Kansas City. So uh, they've been traveling for that this weekend. Uh, they are visiting a college back east because Lexi's a junior in high school. So uh, they have a busy schedule uh, going on uh, during the second half of the season, Bridge. Yes, they do. And I'm happy to fill in. But Jason, I can't wait for you to come back. Yep. Jason will be back soon. So before we get into it, before we get into talking about uh, the Denver series that took place this weekend, we've got to give a shout out to our official merchandise sponsor of the Mad Podcast this season, Lawler's Custom Sportswear. Um, we were talking with Pat Lawler uh, before the uh, Friday night game at his booth. Um, I saw a jacket there I really liked and if you've seen our coat closet at home, you know I need another jacket like I need a hole in the head. But uh, I like the looks of this jacket. I was talking with Pat about that. Uh, lots of people at the stand this weekend. They were also selling the Ludkey Brothers uh, 771 merchandise uh, that they're selling uh, through Lawler's Custom Sportswear Bridge. Yes, and it looks like that has been very popular. Lots of uh, co-eds checking out those Hats supporting the Legkey brothers. So we're glad to see that and be sure and check out Lawler's for that merchandise. Be sure to check out lawlerscustom.com. All right, turning to the Denver series. Uh, those of you that watched uh, the Mad Putt cast last week knew that Bridget and I were very hopeful. I was uh, being uh, optimistic going in this weekend, predicting UNO would get their first NCHC sweep of the season that did not happen so i was hoping after friday night that bridget's prediction would come true but going into that friday game you know i think that there was a lot to like during that first period for uno and 718 into the first uno zach erdahl gets awarded a penalty shot a du's miko matika hooked him uh and he puts the mavs up one to nothing uh, it was the third game in a row that erdahl here uh, in the second half of the season gets the first goal for the Mavs bridge. It was great to see. Definitely don't want to take a penalty that early in the game, but to get the penalty shot awarded and then to score on it really fired off the Maverick fans early on that Friday night. Absolutely right. Uh, as you were talking about bridge, it was an interesting circumstance because UNO was shorthanded at the time that they got that penalty shot. So kind of an interesting circumstance as fans to see. You don't normally see that, but uh, cool to get to see a penalty shot because we don't get to see those. Uh, we don't get to see those uh, every game uh, in college hockey. So it was one nothing for UNO. And then late in that first period, 17-13 into the first, uh, DU's Boston Buckberger, who should be on the all NCHC name team, Ties it up one-to-one. -one. The game is tied one-to-one -one after the first period for UNO. Going out of that first period, I, I know you and I, and I think the, the fans in the building were feeling good uh, being in that position against one of the top programs, not only in the NCHC, but in college hockey this season. So 
going into that second period, like I said, we felt good. 138 into the second, DU's Aiden Thompson puts the Pios up two to one. It comes right at the end of a five on three power play. Yep, we watched that uh, back on the NCHC highlights, and it was literally as that five on three was expiring uh, that that goal came in to play. But 834 into that second period, Omaha's Ty Mueller gets the equalizer. The game is tied two to two. Uh, nice pass from uh, Tanner Ludke. Uh, both of the Ludke brothers had assists on that play. Looking good for UNO, but boy, Bridge, late in that second period, it was a, a three-minute stretch with a little over five minutes left in the second. DU scores three unanswered goals on UNO. Boy, that was a... That was a rough way to end the period. UNO's really struggled in that second period against Denver. Same thing happened out uh, when we were out at Denver. And then to have that kind of a mental lapse for a short period of time, it really changed UNO's fortunes in that second period. It definitely changed the complexion of the game, swung the momentum. Boy, you hate to see that happen because I thought up until that point, UNO was skating with uh Skating with DU uh, just fine, playing with them well, but it's five to two DU lead after two periods. Uh, going into that third period, uh, uh, we were hopeful that maybe UNO could get something going, but 151 into the third, Denver's Massimo Rizzo, who we talked about on last week's uh, episode of the Mad Puck cast, puts the Pioneers up six to two uh, Rizzo's the leading scorer for DU uh, he's the top scorer in the country right now uh, midway through the third period Omaha's Jesse Lansdale gets a power play goal narrows the DU lead uh, to six to three but uh, it's too little too late bridge yeah at that point you know again Denver uh, high-powered offense they get up by that many goals UNO has definitely tried to make its way back into the the game but it just wasn't enough and they fell short absolutely denver wins six to three a tough way for the mavs to start the series 17 penalties in the game nine of them on uno uh denver also uh they led the shot on uh shot on goal statistic uh 41 to 22 on friday night so uh Certainly not a great start for UNO and uh, talking uh, just initially here about all of those penalties. Uh, fans were uh, fans were chirping about uh, the officiating uh, this weekend because quite honestly, it was kind of a hot pile of garbage. So going into that Saturday night game, uh, we were hopeful that UNO could come out, get off to a good start and see if they could salvage a split in this series. 12.39 into the first, Tanner Ludke gets the scoring started for UNO. Uh, it's a power play goal to put UNO up one to nothing. Uh, take a bow, Tanner. Uh, I loved how he bowed uh, after that goal bridge. Uh, crowd loved it too. To see UNO get the first goal of the game, I was really hopeful that they would be able to turn around their fortunes on Saturday night. Absolutely right. But in the closing moments of the first, DU's Jack Devine scores a power play goal to knock things up one-to-one. -one. Man, his name was called uh, a lot, Bridge. Uh, he put up a lot of points this weekend. Well, you called that last week. You said, you know, keep an eye on these players. And boy, those players certainly showed up, not just on the ice, but also on the stat sheet. 
Absolutely right. So the game was tied one to one after one second period Saturday night. DU scores four straight goals in the second period. One of those goals uh, was on the power play. And again, it's the names we talked about last week and that you're going to hear throughout the season for DU. If we watch their games on NCHC TV, Massimo Rizzo, Zeev Booyam, Shai Booyam, Connor Capone, a lot of talented uh, skaters on that roster. And uh, and it was tough. The, the scoring stretch started uh, 7-12 into the period when Sam Harris gets an unassisted goal for DU. And it just continued on through that period. Uh, a tough place for UNO to be in but uh late late in that second period 1834 into the second uh Omaha's Jack Randall gets a goal to narrow that five to one lead to five to two assist to Victor Mancini and Jimmy Glenn uh you and I and a lot of people uh in the crowd thought Victor Mancini who fired that in from the F and B O logo uh got the goal but uh apparently uh, Jack Randall got a piece of that yeah, great shot by Mancini from the point. Uh, I didn't see the Randall tip. I, like you said, I think a lot of the folks in the crowd didn't. But great to have Jack Randall back on Saturday night. He was out Friday night, uh, apparently with an injury. And so uh, just, again, another opportunity for those defensemen to come up big. Mancini didn't get credit for the goal, but he definitely made that happen. Yeah, and uh, and uh, I was hoping for a miracle in that third period. I was hoping for one of the greatest comebacks in UNO hockey history. Uh, it didn't happen. Uh, 7.56 into that third period, uh, Carter King for DU gets a power play goal. DU goes on to win the game 6-2. to two. Certainly not the kind of weekend that I know that the players, coaches, and fans were hoping for. Uh, a tough series bridge. Uh, but what did you think about uh, the two game series overall for UNO? Really, again, no matter where you put Denver and North Dakota into your schedule, whether you're playing them once a season or twice a season, those are always going to be tough matchups. And I know it was super frustrating for the guys, especially into Saturday night. We haven't talked about the penalties um, as much, but right at the end of the Saturday night game, there was a, a little bit of a, a mini brawl that broke out right at the end of regulation there. And I think it just speaks to the frustration that the Omaha players had with not getting rewarded for their efforts on the ice throughout the game on Saturday night. Again, Denver is really good, but Omaha didn't get some bounces that probably should have gone their way. Yeah, things got chippy in that third period against DU. And uh, some of those things happened uh, after the whistle. They were frustration penalties on the part of UNO. Look, I'm not one of those fans that think officiating is what cost us the game or cost us the series. Um, it is what it is. Look, uh, teams have to deal with this sort of inconsistent officiating all the time. You know, you look at the series last weekend. Up at North Dakota, the reality of the situation was the officials, by and large in that series, kind of swallowed their whistle and let the players play, which is great to see as a fan. I prefer that. I prefer to not uh, not watch, you know, man advantages uh, in hockey. I prefer to see it even strength. So that was last week. But this week, you get an official crew that wants to insert themselves into the game. It's a fact of life. You've got to be able to adapt to that. You've got to be disciplined and not get frustrated. The Mavs are 11, 9, and 2 on the season after the series. Uh, 
But, you know, we have the caveat on that, that six of those wins came early in the season against Niagara, Long Island, and Augustana teams that are in the bottom half of the pairwise rankings. And Augustana is a brand new program this year, although they have been competitive. Uh, the Mavs are four, seven, and one in conference play. Um, only two of those wins have come in regulation. And as fans know uh, who follow these things closely, an OT win in college hockey in that three on three overtime is only worth 66% of a win in the pairwise rankings. So, uh, so the Mavs are going to have to see if they can have some success in regulation. And the Mavs are three, six, and one since November. And since, you know, we're, talking about depressing statistics here, Bridge. I don't mean to pour it on, but as we talked about all of the goals that they scored this weekend, that DU scored, you know, our leading point producer, Ty Mueller has 19 points this season, eight goals and 11 assists. And if you look at Denver, their top point producer this season, Massimo Rizzo has 41 points on the season. Their second leading point producer has 39 points this season and had six points this weekend, and that player is Jack Devine. And then Denver's third leading scorer, Z Booyam, who's a freshman, has 32 points this season. Again, Ty Mueller's our leading scorer with 19 points. Their top three scorers essentially have double the points after this weekend series. So uh, they are an offensive juggernaut. They lead uh, the NCAA uh, in goals. They have 126 goals and 226 assists on the season, 352 points in NCAA play for Denver this year. By contrast, Omaha has 62 goals and 100 assists, so 162 points. So Omaha has half of the offensive production that Denver has at this point in the season. So these are interesting things. As, as we talked about going into the season and as we've talked about throughout the season, offense is really not our strength this season. So, uh, so Omaha is tied for 39th in the NCAA in goals out of 64 teams, and uh, Miami is the only other NCHC team that's below us as far as goal totals. So that's that's been a struggle and that's been a story for us this season, Bridge. Yes, and we knew it going into the season that offensive production was going to be a challenge. That certainly has been the case. We talked about earlier in the season that some of the defensemen were stepping up with their scoring, getting two or three goals a game uh, only works when you can keep the other team from scoring more than that. Yeah, and and as we've talked about, UNO's played in a lot of low-scoring, one-to-nothing type games this season. Uh, look, when you look at the recruiting that we've done, uh, we've had good luck getting pro-style defensemen to come in. We talk about players like Victor Mancini. Uh, you talk a couple seasons ago about a guy like Brandon Scanlon. Our decor is really good on this team. Where we've struggled in the recruiting battles is to get top-tier offensive talent we've gotten guys that when you looked at them back when they were playing you know midget hockey or they were playing high school hockey they put up a lot of points and then when they went to play junior hockey in the ushl the bchl the ajhl some of the recruits that we had some of those upfront skaters that we had didn't continued to produce offensively when they started playing junior hockey, when they went up to that next level. And so that's something that the coaching staff is going to have to look at. We love uh, the contributions of freshman Tanner Ludke this season, but we need about three more Tanner Ludke's on the team uh, right now. And we really miss two players from last season. Certainly uh, Tyler Weiss, who was an assist machine. He was the 
uh, kind of the epitome of the setup artist for UNO and defenseman uh, Johnny Tyconic, uh, who dished out the puck for a lot of goals last season. We missed those guys this season. So hopefully the coaches have some uh, offensive firepower uh, coming in, but uh, recruiting talk is for another day. Bridget, who was your player of the week for this series against DU? Uh, who did you like uh, in the series against the Pioneers? Well, we always talk about this nomination being a uh, nod to someone who had an impact on the game. And I would argue that the officials had the biggest impact on the game, but you're not going to let me pick the referees. So I'm going to go uh, to someone who I think made an impact, again, not on the score sheet this particular series or even this season, but somebody who I noticed out on the ice who was doing the little things right, and that is senior defenseman Nolan Crenzen. And he blocked five shots this weekend. That was where I noticed him a little bit, and especially on the the penalty kill uh, late in that Saturday game as well. Yeah, Nolan Crenzen has one goal and three assists. Certainly, Nolan is not one of those kind of offensive defensemen that we talk about, like when we've talked about the Quebec defenseman or Victor Mancini this season. Uh, but uh, he's a good, solid defensive player. Uh, he's plus four on the ice this season. Uh, he's a guy who does little things right. I've enjoyed watching him. Uh, he's that kind of classic stay-at-home defenseman that, uh, that uh, UNO benefits from having, especially like we talked about with the struggles UNO has scoring. Uh, so great pick, Bridge. For the second week in a row, I've got to go with freshman forward Tanner Ludke. He had one goal and two assists this weekend against DU. He has had at least one point in the last five games, and he is currently second on the team in points with 15. So uh, he's a player uh, who's starting to heat up in his freshman campaign for UNO, and that's something that's really good to see. I, I like how he's been playing out there on the ice with guys like Ty Mueller, uh, nice to see one of the young players, a guy who did put up a lot of points uh, in the USHL, heating up for UNO because uh, we need that kind of offensive success. So certainly not what we were hoping for uh, this uh, this series for UNO against DU, but uh, but hopefully there are some positives for the players and the coaching staff to take out of this uh, as they uh, head to uh, St. Cloud uh, next week. But... Before we talk about that, we've got to talk about some things you missed at Baxter Arena. UNO had a lot of things going on, Bridge. On Friday night was the Chancellor's pregame reception at Baxter Arena. Last season, we talked about the President's pregame uh, reception at Baxter Arena, but NU President Ted Carter um, has left for uh, greener pastures, I guess, at uh, Ohio State. So... This year, uh, it was the Chancellor's reception because UNO Chancellor Joanne Lee uh, hosted the event. She is doing a great job, by the way. Uh, Bridget, would you like to tell our viewers about the Chancellor's reception on Friday night? I would love to. Uh, there was some wonderful food to enjoy, uh, some nice beverages, including the adult beverage type. Uh, I'm sure if you are watching on YouTube, John is going to be showing you some of those delicious dinner items that we enjoyed at the uh, pregame reception. But one of the neat things about this reception traditionally each year is the chance to hear from the leadership. And Chancellor Lee got up and talked about leadership in particular, and also 
the profound impact of athletic programs on our community, in particular, the impact of the Wear Black Give Back campaign on athletics. So that was neat to hear. Uh, she then introduced interim University of Nebraska system president, Chris Kaburik, who talked about how impressed he was with UNO's leadership team. And then we got a chance to hear from athletic director, Adrian Dowell, who talked also about uh, academics and also the changes and challenges that are facing college athletics these days. It's always kind of neat to get that firsthand information from those in leadership. And it's a great chance to network and socialize with other fans before the game as well. A lot of good things have happened. Uh, I just want to touch on the food a little bit. Uh, they had a dessert bar. They had a pretzel bar there. They also had wings available. So, uh, so it was kind of a fun deal. And it's a nice chance to talk to other fans. We got a chance to visit with Aaron Bradenkamp, who is one of our biggest fans of the Mad Puck cast. So, uh, so thank you for uh, coming up and uh, complimenting us. Yeah, that was great, Aaron. So thank you so much. So always great to get to go to those. And uh, again, fans get to go to those things because they support uh, UNO financially. And that's something Bridget and I have had the pleasure of doing since this program started uh, back in the mid-1990s. So, uh, so it was a lot of fun. Bridge, what else do you have for us? We had a number of things going on this weekend. So Friday and Saturday nights pregames both featured more fire. I know you love the baton twirlers that have fire. Uh, we're currently at three at our max fire twirlers. Uh, and I don't know what else to say about this, but I just love the dichotomy of fire and ice. So let's keep that going, Mike West. Yeah, I'm a big fan of a uh, lighter fluid and matches. So uh, I love the flaming baton twirlers as loyal listeners of this podcast know we had three on Saturday night. I want to see four out there. Actually, I want to see more, but we're taking it one step at a time. So the more baton twirlers, the better. And quite honestly, as I was uh, as I was recording the baton twirlers, I think there was one point when they were twirling that they put the batons in their mouths. So I missed that. <laughs> so Bridget missed that. So, uh, so there's a lot more to this uh, baton twirl than people think. One thing I didn't miss, though, was the beanie giveaway. And I have one here to show you. Uh, there were some folks who did miss out on getting these. They were only available for the first 500 people on Saturday night, given away by Medica. And uh, we were able to get into the arena early using our Blue Line Club card, which is another great reason to support UNO Athletics financially. And we were able to get uh, the beanie hat for you and for me. And then I was also able to get a uh, Medica koozie and a Medica uh, ice scraper. So great chance to pick up some swag on Saturday night. I also did a lap around the arena and I encourage fans to do this either pregame or during the intermissions. I picked up some gummies from the Everlight solar table. And then there was one other table, but I can't remember what they were giving away, but Lots of opportunities for you to pick up some swag as you walk around the arena, either before or during the games. Yep. I love it when they give away apparel at UNO hockey games. So uh, thank you to Medica. I'm uh, fairly certain we will uh, be seeing those uh, beanies uh, throughout the second half of this season. So, uh, so that's great. Love the giveaways. Love when we get those items. 
But turning to our next series, the Mavs head up to St. Cloud, Minnesota to take on the St. Cloud State Huskies on January 26th and 27th. St. Cloud is 11, 7, and 4 overall and is in second place in the NCHC. They are tied with North Dakota at 26 points. Um, The NCHC race is heating up. Uh, This is the time of year that we start to look a little bit more closely at the NCHC race. Right now, UNO is in seventh place with 11 points. Uh, We are four points behind Minnesota Duluth. And when you start talking about one of those top four home ice spots, Western Michigan is currently in fourth place with 20 points. So we are currently nine points out of that home ice race. Uh, it's, you know, it's going to be tough for UNO to get back in it bridge, uh, and, uh, and they need to have some positive success up here at St. Cloud. This is definitely the time of year when the top half of the, the NCHC standings start to separate from the bottom half. And unfortunately right now the Mavs are finding themselves, uh, very, very close to the bottom. So it is critical at this juncture that Omaha gets some points out of this series at St. Cloud. Otherwise, they might find it difficult to make that up in order to uh, get home ice for the playoffs. Yeah, and and just spitballing here because we get to do this because we're, you know, we're kind of armchair coaches. Obviously, we have no responsibility for the team whatsoever, which is the best position to be in. I got to be honest with you. Well, when you're looking for goals for this team the next few weekends, and it certainly starts this upcoming weekend at St. Cloud State, you know, it's going to be really hard for UNO to kind of start threading the needle and start, you know, going on the road and getting sweeps or coming back to Omaha the week following and getting sweeps. What we have to start doing is we have to start looking at the bigger picture and start looking at what's really important. And I know fans get obsessed with NCHC playoffs and making it to the NCHC frozen face-off in St. Paul. But I got to be honest with you, an attainable goal for this team right now and a very realistic goal for this team is the NCAA tournament. Right now, we're sitting outside of those top 16 spots in the pairwise rankings. And if you want to get an at-large bid to the NCAA tournament, you probably have to finish 13th or 14th considering the auto bids and some of the smaller conferences in the NCAA, like the CCHA and Atlantic hockey UNO right now is currently 20th in the pairwise rankings. So they've got a chance the next few weekends. If they have some success, they have some positive results to pull back up into the teens in the pairwise rankings. And that would be a really good spot for them to be in because remember UNO fans, UNO hosts the West Regional in Sioux Falls this year. So if they get into the tournament, it doesn't matter what seed they are. They will be playing a couple hours up the road in Sioux Falls because they are the host school. So that's a goal that this team can look towards. So don't don't start focusing on getting, you know, third or fourth place in the conference and being like, oh, my gosh, we've got to find a way to make up nine points. We've got to hope one of our conference foes kind of folds. You've got to focus at that point on the horizon of making the NCAA tournament, because in this conference, getting wins is going to help you in that regard. So uh, so it starts this weekend uh, at St. Cloud State Bridge. Coach Brett Larson is 117, 67 and 20 with St. Cloud in six seasons. He has taken the Huskies to four NCAA tournaments since he's been at St. Cloud. 
Uh, the Huskies lost and got a tie against North Dakota this last weekend. Uh, they won the shootout on Saturday for the extra conference points uh, in that game. So certainly they're going to be a team that's motivated because I'm certain that that's not the result that they wanted to have. Uh, uh, Bridge, what are your thoughts going into this series? Look, we had a tough series against DU. What do you think going into St. Cloud? They're currently tied in points with North Dakota uh, for first place uh, in the NCHC this season. That result was not what St. Cloud was looking for last weekend, and they've had two weekends where they had Friday night losses. So I would love to see that continue for a third weekend. There was a lot of frustration from the players after that series, so I'm hopeful that they'll be hungry for uh, an opportunity to get some points. I think if you let them get a couple goals on us, just like Denver, they've got some some guys that can really hurt you on the stat sheet. Uh, some players to watch, uh, certainly goaltender Dominic Bassey has a 2.44 goals against average and a .905 save percentage. Uh, he has logged a lot of time in nets for the Huskies this season. Uh, the backup goalie is freshman Isaac Posh. Uh, he's seen action in four games this season, uh, including uh, one of the two games against Omaha back in December. He has a 1.88 goals against average and a 0.938 save percentage. I don't think that we will see him this weekend, but who knows? You never, you never know what, uh, you never know what might happen. Uh, one of the skaters up front to watch forward, Kyler Kupka leads the Huskies in points with nine goals and 11 assists this season and senior Vidi Mietnin, one of the players who has gotten talked about throughout the last few seasons, uh, he leads St. Cloud State in goals with 13. Uh, he had two goals in the series against North Dakota this last weekend. So, Bridge, do you have any players that you're keeping your eye on this weekend up at St. Cloud State? Well, definitely the ones that you mentioned are all on my list. Um, and Brett Larson in particular mentioned BD Mietnin having gotten his 100th point this last weekend. Brett Larson describes him as a catalyst for their offense. And so I definitely expect to see him on the scoring sheet this upcoming weekend. Um, also, sophomore forward Grant Ashan has also made an impact, um, maybe not as much as VD, but uh, I definitely expect to see a lot from those key impact players this upcoming weekend. St. Cloud State is not the uh, offensive juggernaut that uh, Denver is. So uh, if UNO can keep them in check, uh, I think they have some opportunities. But Bridget, what's your prediction for this series uh, up at St. Cloud State, uh, UNO's second uh, road uh, series of the second half uh, in NCHC play? I'm going to be pretty consistent again. I think that we're going to get a split. Uh, this weekend, I think that uh, hopefully the Mavs can pick up a Friday night win. Like I said, that's really important for them to get some confidence back after that sweep by Denver. So I think we're going to get a close Friday night win. And then it'll probably be close on Saturday night, too. But I think that uh, the Mavs will be on the losing half of the score sheet on Saturday night. How about you? Um, I'm going to pick a split as well. Uh, I'm going to say we lose on Friday and we come back and find a way to win on Saturday night. It's going to take good defensive play. It's going to take good goaltending from UNO. The guys have to be willing to uh, sacrifice their body and certainly avoid going to the box because 
that's where UNO seems to get in trouble. So don't take any of those kind of silly emotional penalties. And like I mentioned before, play meat and potatoes hockey. It doesn't have to be fancy. It doesn't have to be pretty. Grind it out. See if you can get a win. See if you can get some positive points. Like I mentioned uh, a few moments ago, keep yourselves in the hunt for that at-large NCAA uh, tournament berth because uh, there's a lot of opportunities once you get to the postseason in the NCAA tournament. They got to keep the eye on the horizon here and uh, keep focused on that goal because uh, they could do some special things uh, at the end of the season. Friday's game starts at 7.30 p.m. Central Time and Saturday's game starts at 6 p.m. Central Time. So I don't know if they normally start their games at 7.30 on uh, Friday nights, but uh, very interesting uh, game times in Omaha. If you want to listen to the game, uh, you can do so on the radio on 1290 Coil. Uh, Mike Valencourt uh, and Terry Leahy will have the call. And uh, if you uh, are not inclined to use a radio, you can uh, listen to those games on the Varsity Network app. And of course, you can watch both of those games on NCHC TV. Bridget and I, of course, will uh, be live tweeting uh, those games this weekend. Well, mostly Bridget. Uh, I just... uh, I tweet every so often and give her suggestions every once in a while for something to tweet, but it'll be Bridget on Twitter. Um, and uh, you can find uh, a link to our Twitter account uh, and all of our other social media accounts, which we encourage you to follow as well as back episodes of this podcast at mavpuck.com. So until next time, bridge go Mavs. Go Mavs.